0: Today on the Rochester Rundown, we'll hear from Graham Briggs and Megan Sheridan, the top two voices in the fight against COVID-19, working for Olmsted County Public Health. They say we're not done fighting the virus, not by a long shot, but some signs point to stabilization and even a possible containment of the virus in the county. Their quotes coming up in a bit, plus a recap of the top stories from the past week, including a possible ethics investigation into the office of Rochester's House Rep Jim Hagedorn and the top tips for families preparing to go back to school safely. I'm Isaac Janes. It's Friday, August 28th, 2020. Let's get to the news. About six weeks ago, COVID-19 hit its current peak in Olmsted County, 169 new cases in a week, seven-day rolling averages near 25 cases, and a major cluster of cases connected to various bars and restaurants in downtown Rochester. That was early July, and since then, the statistics have steadily improved. This week's latest report was no different. Over the latest seven-day stretch, Public Health reported 72 new cases, and that's the lowest number since early May, down over 50% from that peak in July. Public Health Director Graham Briggs said three major factors contributed to the slowing of the virus. Rochester's mask mandate put in place July 8th, the statewide mandate that followed two weeks later and covered the other parts of Olmstead County, and the aggressive testing and tracing strategy put in place to contain that downtown bar cluster. It's difficult to, to pin a decrease on one specific thing, but likely of all of these different tactics <laughs> we're taking. Uh, help drive our numbers down and blunt transmission here locally before we saw it start seeping into that high-risk population like those college students' parents. The seven-day rolling average of new positive cases has also improved drastically since peaking at 25. Currently, the number is hovering around 11, down from a spike earlier than August that pushed the number closer to about 17. Lead epidemiologist Megan Sheridan said the decreases were encouraging and consistent, but added that Olmsted County is not out of the woods yet. With the Labor Day holiday weekend approaching and some schools opening immediately after, the opportunity is there for the virus to flare back up, which means even with COVID fatigue setting in, the masks must stay on and social distance must be kept. Even though we're seeing decreases, we still need to be doing the same thing and saying the same thing around social distancing and wearing your mask and everything like that. The county updates the COVID-19 dashboard every Wednesday. There's a link to it in our latest story on the site. And now a look at some of the other big stories from this week. First District Representative Jim Hagedorn is coming under fire from critics and congressional ethics experts who contend the first-term Republican violated government rules by directing more than $100,000 in public funds to a company partially owned by one of his staffers. The payments, made between September 2019 and March 2020, are part of a larger pattern of questionable spending by Hagedorn, who expended more of his total office budget in the first quarter of this year than any other member of Congress. Earlier this month, Hagedorn announced he had fired his chief of staff, Peter Sue, after learning about the spending activities. Hagedorn stated then that relatively routine duties, such as sending out mailings, had been fully delegated to Sue and another staffer. He said his office had alerted the appropriate House committees that outside counsel had been brought in to conduct an independent review. We have much more on this topic on our website, medcitybeat.com. The full story is on our front page. And finally, we were able to talk with Dr. Angela Matke, pediatrician at the Mayo Clinic Children's Center, about how best to prepare young kids to go back to school in the midst of COVID-19. Some of her top recommendations, go over what to expect beforehand with your kids. Like, when can you take your mask off? What does six feet of distance look like? Keep things positive as well, but don't sugarcoat a tough answer if your child has a tough... (sighs) And finally, empower kids to speak up. Children can contract and transmit the virus and are also very good at knowing when something just doesn't feel right inside their body. If they say something's up, listen. And that's where we'll leave things for this week. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, the best way to support us is to become a member. Be a part of quality local journalism by going to medcitybeat.com membership. I'm Isaac James from Med City Beat. Have a great weekend, everyone, and I'll talk to you next Friday.